now for just a moment, but, but we'll take a moment just to welcome you online. If you're watching, jump in and worship. We're already worshiping. Stand with me here, if you will. We're going to worship together. And you know, I love, I actually love days like this. I know the numbers kind of go down because it's snowing out, but then you know we're with people that want to worship the Lord. And we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship in spirit and truth today. I was reminded of this in John chapter 4 as Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. He says, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we worship what we know. A time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. And, and I got to thinking, you know, we, we talked a little bit this morning, Ryan, we talked a little bit about we want to we wanna flow. We, wanna, we want as we worship, every time we come together for worship, we want the Holy Spirit to interact and be with us and lead us, and maybe give us a song. Sometimes it's about, you know, we can, we can experience God, we can encounter God, we can encounter His peace, we can encounter His presence. But there's also another purpose behind worship, and I, was, I feel like I was reminded by this to say, Worship is also about deepening our relationship with God and investing in our relationship with God. It's not always about the experience. It's not always about feeling his presence, feeling his power. He, he created us for relationship. Isn't that funny, Pastor DJ? I think you're talking about relationships today. Okay, this just hit me. Maybe, he are, maybe this is why. He wants a relationship with us. He calls us the bride of Christ, and as, as, a, as a husband and wife, invest in their relationship by, by, by in, you know, we invest. And I, and I just felt this morning to say, make sure that our mindset today isn't about what we receive. There are days when you have to say, today is a day when I invest. I don't need to feel your presence. I don't need to feel you. I, you know, we, we talk about, wow, God showed up. How about we show up? Sometimes, You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like today needed to be said, make sure today is us showing up, worshiping regardless of how we feel. Let's just start worshiping, Pastor Kevin. Let's just start worshiping him today, right now. Worship him, right now. Worship him. Holy. Lord of our praise. Lord, you're worthy of all of our praise. Of all of the praise, of all of the 
Is free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's that freedom. There's that freedom. Oh, who the Son sets free, who Jesus sets free, He's free indeed. Oh, we're free indeed. Cause where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. the Lord is. There is authority. There is authority. Oh, we enter by that name. We enter by the name of Jesus. No other name, no other name. We enter by that name. He ripped the veil. He ripped the veil. We enter by that name. There's no other way on heaven or earth. It's just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus, there's no other name, there's no other name, just Jesus. Oh, you split the sea in half, just Jesus. And we're walking through, we're walking through the freedom. Cause where your spirit is, there is freedom. Where the spirit is, there is freedom. Where the spirit is, there is freedom. No other name but Jesus. No other name, no other name, no other name. breaks the yoke of the world, 
name of Jesus. All you set us free from sin, Jesus. The name of Jesus. Oh, there is life. The name of Jesus. Yes, there is hope. The name of Jesus. Yes, there is peace. Name of Jesus. Yes, there is hope. There is hope. Name of Jesus. Yeah, hope has a name, the name of Jesus. Oh, love has a name, his name is Jesus. Oh, peace has a name, his name is Jesus. Oh, victory has a name, the name of Jesus. You tore the veil, you ripped the veil inside my heart. You ripped the veil. You tore the veil. You tore the veil. Yes, you split the sea. You split the sea. Yeah, you tore the veil. It's only Jesus. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. Yeah, Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. Yeah, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Yeah, Jesus is the truth. Oh, Jesus is the truth. Oh, Jesus is the truth. Yeah, Jesus is the truth. Oh, Jesus is the life. Yeah, Jesus is the life. Oh, Jesus. Where your love is, there is freedom. 
Where I love my brother as you love me, there is freedom. Where I lay down my life like you did for me, for my brother, there is freedom. Freedom from this world. It's all about your love.
We don't have to be afraid of the future. We don't have to be afraid of our circumstances because we have a man who walks in the fire with us, who took it upon himself. He has gone before us and he goes with us. We don't have to fear. Jesus, you are with us. You are alive and well and on your throne and you are with us. Emmanuel, you are with us. I won't be scared of the fire or scared of the water. You're the great overcomer. You're living in me. You are the man in the fire. You're walking on water. You're the great overcomer. You're here with me. I won't be scared of the fire or scared of the water. You're the great overcomer. You're living in me. You are the man in the fire. You walk on the water. You're the great overcomer. Come on, declare that. I won't be scared of the fire or scared of the water. You're the great overcomer. You're living in me. You are the man in the fire. You walked on the water. You're the great overcomer. You're here with me. I won't be scared of the fire or scared of the water. You're the great overcomer. You're living in me. You are the man in you walked on the water, you're the great overcomer, Emmanuel, 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 Emmanuel,
thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Your spirit is so sweet. There is no one like you. There is no one like you.
have so many other things that fight for our affections. So many things, and some are good things. Your children, your husband, your wife, your family, those things are good things. And they all want affection. But for just a minute, for just a minute, let our affections be solely on Him. When we sing, you're all we want. Let's mean it with everything in our hearts. Let's mean it with everything in our minds. Let's mean it with everything in our souls that you're all we want, Jesus. You're all we want, Holy Spirit. We want you. We want you. We want you. We want you. You're all
give us peace. Thank you for breaking us free, Father. Thank you, Father, that you came to set their captive free. there's somebody in here who's saying to themselves can that peace really be for me can this kind of love really be for me this love that looks past everything I've ever done everything that I've have currently done and everything that I will do it looks past all that and says yes my love is for you. Yes, my love is for you. That's what Jesus is saying this morning. Yes, my love is for you. Yes. You don't have to question that. You don't listen to the enemy's voice any longer. He says, yes, my love is for you. You don't have to clean yourself up first before you come to him he'll do that he's already done it Amen. he's already done it yes. when he said it is finished he cleaned you up yes. he says my love is for you just receive it just receive it no work of your own just receive it he did the work just receive it. It's free. We all receive it, Jesus. We all receive it, Jesus. I receive your love. As if for the first time, we all receive it. As if for the thousandth time, we all receive it. Receive his love. Every day, every minute, every breath, every heartbeat. All we need is your love. All I 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 need is your love. I'll lay down my life. I lay down my time. I lay down my words. I cast down my crowns. I lay down my life. I lay down my time. I lay down my words. 
Cause all I need is your love. All I need is your love. Sit down with Mary. Cause all we need is his love. Oh, his presence changes everything. Oh, all we his love need is, is love. all you need. Sit down next to Mary. She's chosen the only His love is all. His love is all we need. 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 All we need. There's nothing on heaven. Or on earth that gives us more than his love could ever give. There's nothing in this world that can give you what his love will give you. Nothing else compares. There's nothing that cleans you quite like his blood, quite like his love. Is at the center of the cross. At the center of the cross, we find your love, we find your, your heart. At the love. center of the cross, we find your love, we find your heart.
God is speaking to my heart that I need the men to come down front. All right, don't be fearful. I know a lot of men are fearful, but God needs you right at the altar right here. So I need my men to come down. If you're a believer in Christ, if you're not a believer, come on down anyway. I need you to come on down so we can pray over you guys. To break the stronghold, holds off you guys. We are the leaders. God has called us to be the leaders. If the men can't stand up, what are everybody else supposed to do? All right, we can't do anything if the men don't stand up. I need every man up here. If you're a man, come on up. Come on up front. Yes, come on up, every man. Come on up. Don't be fearful. Come on, don't be fearful. Don't, don't, let, don't let fear hold you back. All right, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. All right, you must believe that. I need some prayer warriors to pray around to get around my men and pray for them. All right, bring it in. Let's go, men. Bring it in. Live it closer. Let's pray for our men that God called us to do to stand up. Father God, we are thankful, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning, Father God. We're just thankful for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to pray over these men, Father. Right now, Father. Right, right now, Lord. We speak life over them, Father. Right now, Lord. You made them the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, Father. Let them stand. Let them take their place, Father. Right now, to use each one of them, Father. Right now, Father. Let fear right, not arise in them, Father. Right now, little Father, you gave them a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Right now, fear must leave. Right now, Father. Right now, we Jesus, Father, right now, Father, right now, Lord, let him make that commitment to you, King Jesus. 
right now. Let him surrender his life to you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. Let these men stand up, Father. Now let fear hold them back, Father, right now, Lord. Give them boldness right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them have the boldness to stand up, Father, right now, Lord. Stop hiding in the back, Father. Right now, stop coming to church with the hands in the pocket, Father. Let them worship you, Father. Let them not be fearful, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Let them stand up on your word, King Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to pray over them, Father. Right now, Father, bless them, Father. Bless their families, Father. Bless them on the job, Father. Bless their ministry, Father. You have a ministry for each one of them, Father. You call them to be something, Father, for you. To do something for you, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. We pray over them, Father. In the name of Jesus, right now, Lord. Let these men stand up, Father, for your word, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Father. Thank you for the, allowing me to come and pray over your men, Father, right now, Lord. Let them not understand. Let them understand. Not to be fearful. And we're just a thankful, Father, for this opportunity. And we just give you all the glory, all the praise. But belongs to you, Jehovah. It all belongs to you, King Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. And stand up. God's calling y'all to stand up. All right, we cannot sit back and just wait. It's us that need to stand up. We cannot be fearful. All right, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. All right, so stand, stand on God's word. All right, I need the men to stand up. You know, I know we come to church, we sit in the back, but God is calling us out. He called us to do something. He didn't just call us to come to church. All right, we're the examples. God said we are the examples. If we don't stand up and do nothing, the church will fall down. All right, you have to raise somebody else up to do it. But he's calling each one of you to stand up for the word of God. All right. As we were praying, the Lord uh, said just a few words. He said, take the ground. So all of you men are commissioned to take the ground. You're you to, you're to fight, you're the stability and over, and you're there are covering. Amen. but he said that was good. He is pleased, brother. You want to say something? Father, we call on all that right now, Father. You see the hearts in this room. You see the 
men in this room. You see the women in this room, Father, that are praying over the men of this church. So, Father, we even online, as you're, as you're watching online, we love you. And guess what? We know that God's going to move right there. So call out your husband. Pray over your husband if you're at home right now. All those people watching online, pray over him. Pray over your husband. But we just declare that right now, that there be a... Man, there'd be a, there'd be a movement that, that we take the ground that, that Jesus wants us to take. Oh, Holy Ghost, we love you, Lord. Come holy. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that we get to do this, that we get to worship you, Lord. And we just come before you. <laughs> we humble ourselves before you. Tell you to have your way, Father. Have your way in our lives. Lead us, guide us, strengthen us. We surrender to you. We just lift you up this morning. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on. We can get louder than that in the house. Come on, let's give him what a king deserves in the house. Come on, we love you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Woo. Come on. All right, well, do me a favor. We're going to take a... A small break just to transition. I want you to go around, find somebody you hadn't seen, say hello, give them a high five, whatever you need to do. We'll be right back.
Destiny Church. I'm so glad to see you guys. I know it's uh, a little thin in here because of the snow and stuff, and uh, but that's okay. We want to welcome the online campus. Uh, good morning. Uh, we love you guys as well. Uh, during these times, we just thank God that we're able to live stream and we're able to impact, you know, our, our city and also the world because there's all sorts of people that actually watch the stream. So uh, we're really, really grateful for that, for the technology to do that. So uh, we, we thank God for that. We thank God for you that you're able to make it here uh, and just able to worship and feel God's presence. I pray that you felt that because it was so thick in here this morning. God's presence was just amazing. Uh, and I'm just so grateful to be able to be a part of it. I'm grateful that, that God speaks. You know, I was in the drum cage and God was speaking and I'm like, oh man, but I'm drumming. But then God like just, you know, is, is saying the same thing to me and to other people. And so it's so awesome to be in a, in a group of believers that we can all function as one, you know, because we trust God and, and God's speaking. So uh, we, we thank God for that. Uh, during this time, this is our actually time for offering. So we actually continue to worship with our tithes and offerings. Uh, and so I'm going to invite you, hey, if this is your first or second time, uh, don't feel pressured to give. This is actually not, not for you unless you want to worship with us, then you may. Uh, but this is just for everybody who calls Destiny Church home. Anybody that wants to worship with their tithes and offering, uh, we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, but before that, I'm going to go ahead and pray. And I want you guys to do something, whether you're going to give online, right, or through text. Uh, if you want to do the text to give or you're going to, you know, give a check or a cash or whatever you want to do. Uh, either way, I want you to hold up your right hand just like this. Hold it up just like this. All right, and, and it's something really awesome that kind of goes with what everybody's been talking about. And I know a lot of you remember this, right? Joshua, right? God, what did God tell Joshua? He said, be strong and courageous, right? And so we're going to just be strong, courageous, and we're going to believe this morning uh, in our giving, but not just our giving, in our lives, in our lives, okay? Uh, and it was really, so, this is something, I know you guys are getting tired, just come on, hang in there. Uh, something really awesome I saw was that the Israelites told Joshua, hey, be strong and courageous. And I, I feel personally that they told them that because it was Joshua now that had to go into that tent and deal directly face-to-face -face with God. And so God is asking you to be strong and courageous in your relationship with him, in your faithfulness 
with him. Go ahead and put your hand up high. Father God, we just thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your mercy, your kindness, God. We thank you that we can never outgive you. You just give us and give us more, God, and you give us abundantly, God, more than we could ever imagine, Father. We thank you, God. So, God, we just start our New Year's right, God. We, we, we decide to give. We decide to honor and be faithful with our giving, God, knowing full well that you will take good care of us, God, that you will protect us, that you will continue to heal our hearts, that you will continue to be in our lives doing great and mighty works, Father. God, we thank you. We worship you with our tithes and our offerings. And, th God, we give this to you, God. We know that we're giving this to the church, but we give this to you first and foremost, God. This is yours. God, I ask that you would bless every household represented here today. Bless them, God. Bless those, Father. You see them with their hands up, God. Whether there's something in it or not, God, I ask that you fill them, that you bless them, that you grant them favor, God, that you give them protection, God. In the name of Jesus, show them, God, how good you are. I thank you, God. And I bless them in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. All right. Uh, the ushers will be up here. You can go ahead and give. We love you guys. Be right back with Pastor DJ. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? <laughs> These guys are getting really good. They learned if they put stuff up here, I can't run off that side or this side. So, so I apologize. Uh, that's good. I, I can jump over everything. It's good, man. It's good. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. I love that, man. I'm DJ, along with my wife, Jules, who is in the back running production in the online side, I guess. Uh, we, we get the pastor here at Destiny Church. We love you guys. What an honor to do this. We absolutely love our church, and uh, we do know it's it's uh, between the, the weather, people weren't showing up. We have actually a Quite a few members in our church that are sick, so we're praying for them. We we spent a whole, you know, before service, we've been here. You know, if you don't know, we start praying at 8.30. So we get out here at 8.30, we start praying. We start praying for everybody that was sick and everybody. And so I have numerous text messages and calls coming in with people saying, hey, we can't be there this morning. We can't be there. We can't be there. And I said, that's okay because you can watch online. So we love our online campus. We thank everybody for, for watching online. But also, we know that if you made it, then this word's for you today. And you came at the start of something new, so I'm excited about that, so it's good to see everybody. So if you're new to the church, uh, or first time in a long time, go ahead, fill out our Connect card. That's just a, some information so that we can reach out to you, we can talk to you, we can pray for you, we can tell you about the church. Fill that out, turn it in. If you have a change of address, fill that out, let us know, so we can keep our systems updated. That's so important. If you want to know more information about Destiny, you can download our app, uh, or you can actually go on our website. But the app is the best thing, like this morning... Facebook changed the way they live stream. So this morning, we're not live streaming on Facebook, but it's live on the app. So if you have the app, you can watch it. And that's what I tried to tell people. I said the app won't go down, but Facebook, they regulate what goes on their system. We regulate what goes on the app. So 
So the people that are watching the app or online live, if they go to our website, they can watch it. But it's not on Facebook this morning, so they'll have to watch it later. So make sure you download that app. And that has all the information about what happens throughout the week um, here at Destiny for your kids and your students and all that. Uh, and that's important. So uh, here's a good thing for you. If you didn't know this, contribution statements, um, they went out. So the tax statements went out. You should have received an email with that. We do apologize. You might have received a couple. It's a brand new system this year. So we're trying to figure out and work it all out. So review them. Take a look at them. Look, you're not going to call us. If it's wrong, we'll fix it. Okay. We, it's just sometimes if you inputted things a different way or one might be under a spouse, one might be under the husband, we've got to merge those. And if we don't know to merge those, they don't get merged. So just look at them. If you're watching online, look at all your statements. If you didn't get it via email, we, we can print them out here. We have them here. So just come talk to Miss Rhonda over there. And, or you can come by during the week. Just let us know. We'll get you your uh, contribution statement because we appreciate you giving. And it's such a huge part. And then I want you to be able to, to use that for your taxes and make sure everything's done right. Um, this morning, we had our uh, next steps this morning for our spiritual gift assessment. Come on, how was that? Everybody enjoy that? Jen, thank you for teaching. What a great teacher, man. I just love Jen. When she, I mean, she, she has this ability to teach, and I love it. And it's just starting. It's so cool. Um, we'll see where God takes that. Uh, next week, uh, if you don't know, our next steps, this is all a, uh, it's just discipleship. So this is stuff that we just like to teach that I can't teach all the time up here. So next week, it's our prayer toolbox. So Jeff and Pam Bush, uh, they're going to be leading that. They're going to be teaching the prayer toolbox. And here's the cool part. They're also the leaders over our prayer team. So if you're a prayer warrior, if you're, if that's you, if you love to pray, uh, please get out here on Monday nights for our prayer night. Please get out here, but meet them. Uh, they are our prayer warrior leader, leaders, and man, we just we just love these guys, and they're going to teach on prayer, which, hey, how perfect is that, brother? So good. I know you got that one under control. Tammy, could I ask you for a favor? Could you hand me that water right there, please? It's that one. Perfect. I usually ask my wife, but she's in the back. I love you, baby. I know you're watching. I'm talking to you. See, this is, you know, for you guys, this might be weird because it's a little bit empty. For me, I had to come in and preach for a long time to just that with nobody. So this is, this is full to me. I'm good. <laughs> just takes one person to look at me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm up here speaking. Uh, but it's so good. So next, next steps, get plugged into that. I'm going to whip through these real quick. If you look over here, I just want to show you our cross. So we have the prayer cross. If you look, it says prayer on top of the cross on the wall. Okay, if you notice, it's a lot emptier than it usually is. Well, that's because at the beginning of the year, what I do is I go in there. We take all the, the prayers that were nailed to the cross. I put them in a box by the cross, okay, and we continue to pray over them. So what I mean by that is the staff prays over them during staff meeting. We come in and pray over them as a church for, uh, during our prayer night. We continually pray over that. So if I took your prayer down and it's still effective, just put another one up. It just takes a mustard seed of faith to nail a prayer to the cross. That's it. And your, look, there is no, no different. My prayer might, might be huge. Yours might be small in my mind, but it's big in your mind, right? So it doesn't matter how big the prayer. And then, so nail it to that. And then guess what? When God shows up, the cool part is on this side of the room, we have a miracle cross. So it says miracle on top. So on that one, what we put is every time God shows up or answers your prayer, that's a miracle. I don't care how big or small that is in your life. When God shows up, it's a miracle. So you're going to go and you're going to pound it on that. Take, it, take your prayer down and go put it up over here so we know and we can celebrate that as we celebrate what God continues to do uh, in our families, in our lives. And, and my baby's here. Hi, baby. I'm going to lose focus right now. I don't understand this. It always happens, especially in our relationship series. I love it. Um, so here's the cool part is that uh, coming up, 
uh, next month is our, our small groups kick off next month. So these these are this this is our family groups. I call them family groups. Where you know, so you understand, it's a group of people we get together as family. We might study, uh, do Bible studies. We might do you know, I do God guns and gravy. So we show up and shoot guns at my house and eat breakfast and and study the word. But we fellowship. We do life together. There could be game nights. There could be all kinds of stuff. The point is, we're doing family. And we're doing it together. That kicks off in February. If you want to lead one of those gatherings, then guess what? Let us know. Uh, get, get with us. We have uh, Rich uh, and Ann Minnick. Their daughter just got married. So if you guys are watching, come on. Congratulations. Um, they got married up in Tennessee. So they're, they're up in the big snow. <laughs> I guess they got, they got wrecked this morning, too, with, with snow. So, um, but they're up there. Get with them. Text. Get a hold of the church. Let us know that you want to lead. Um, one of those family groups so we can, we can get that in there. We can start talking to you about that and walk through that process. All right, last thing is our XO conference. This is so awesome. So the XO conference, February 11th and 12th. Don't miss this. This is really good. We turned this into a banquet hall. Uh, we simulcast in from Jimmy Evans. We have tons of big speakers. We do our own stuff here. We have, you know, giveaways and door prizes. It's $60 a couple. Uh, what's that get you? Friday night, that gets you a dinner. That gets you... You know, a goodie bag that gets you uh, child care. That gets you uh, the next day. It gets you lunch and breakfast. And, you know, I mean, we, we feed you. We take care of you. We're not making money on this. We just we want to honor the fact that, that, that we love marriages and we love relationships. Here's the good part. If you're not married, you can sign up, too. It's a good idea to come because you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff. Like, and, and you might as well start that process now. Walk through it. Just sign up and come and be there, and it will be absolutely amazing so i'm excited about that you guys excited about that we have a video for it can we play that video church today is that we would transform by the power of the spirit of god into the likeness of jesus himself may the god of hope fill you all with joy and peace as you hold hands with one another come on doesn't that look good we can put our hands together Here's the cool part. I love it because at the end we do this vow renewal. So it is a vow renewal. If you come and do that, you're not married well, unless you come talk to me first. It's just a renewal, but it's really cool because you get to, to, to restate your vows and, and really enter into that relationship together. So I, I'm excited. It's just really cool. Um, I, I love that. So let's, let's pray because I really want to get into service. It's been a great morning and, well, it's snowing out. You guys don't want to go anywhere anyway. And I, got, I love this stuff, so I'm going to be like wrapped up in this just a little bit. So, Father, come on, continue to pour out in this house. Father, we love you. Uh, we just thank you this morning that we get to do this. So, Father, touch my heart, touch my lips. Let it be all of you, Father, none of me. Just take control in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we are in a new series, if you didn't pick up on that. Um, we are in a new series called Connected. I think we have a slide for it up there. Um, there we go. I got, we have people in the back that is not used to being in the back. It should be a nice red slide back there. 
There it is. Thank you, Cassandra. Everybody give it up for Cassandra. <laughs> Not only does she sing, but she runs production slides. So I love it. So we're in a series called Connected. It's a relationship series. Um, and, and this is where God works on my heart. This is, and it ties so much into what we just came out of, rules of engagement. So we came out of spiritual warfare, but we're not really coming out of spiritual warfare. Okay, because relationships, this ties right into spiritual warfare. Because God will find his way to, to save you from this. Because the enemy will come in and try to steal things. He'll try to destroy things. And he'll do it through relationships. Be it good relationships or bad relationships. So, so if you're here this morning, this is, this is so important that you're here. Uh, I love this. It's kind of like the story of Samson. Uh, Samson. So if you know the story of Samson, he was blessed by God. He was, he was you know, gifted with uh, supernatural strength, right? And, and because of that, God's using him in a mighty way. He feels the power. He feels the energy. He's like, yes, this is awesome because he's in relationship with God. Then he meets Delilah. And now his focus goes off God and goes on her. And what's she do? She, she betrays him. He loses, he takes his eyes off the, off father, right? And then he loses every bit of his strength. He gets turned over. He gets put into slavery, you know, and then right before he dies, he puts his eyes right back where they need to be. He, the relationship goes back to father, not to her. And when that happens, guess what? He gets his strength back. Okay. So, so what, what I love about that whole story is that, that you could be in and out of this, and God will continue to renew you, to, to, to continue to refresh you, to continue to restore you. Okay, it, The goal is to stay in it, but the thing is he'll never leave you. You just got to continue to reach out to him. So I love that. And that's with any relationship. Um, so, so here's my, where's your focus then? So is your focus on Father, or is your focus on everything else? Is your focus on Who are you hanging out with? Who are your friends? Who are you dating? How's your relationship with your kids? How's your relationship with your siblings? How's your relationship with your family? Not even just your biological family. How's your relationship with your spiritual family that God placed you in? That's us. <laughs> We're the spiritual family that God placed you in. So, so how's that relationship? How's your relationship with your in-laws? I know it just goes crazy at that. So here's the thing. Who are you connected to? Because, because relationship means so much. And, and I think this is important because God keeps laying it on my heart every year. This is not something that he ever wants us to get away from. We always have to talk about this. We always have to be talking about uh, relationships. And that's what I kind of love about this whole graphic. When we were trying to design this, I was like connected. Because if you notice, that's a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> so, so obviously, we're checked into God. Um, because that's probably going to be the strongest signal today, <laughs> right? But you get to choose which one of those you, you, you sign in. You can't be signed into them all at once. So you're going to have to choose at some point which one's going to be priority in your life. And we'll get, we'll get back into that as we, as we go forward. So connections are everything. Um, where's my water? What I love about connections is it's, it's always like, you've probably heard this before. It's not, who you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Has anybody experienced that before? Like, I've tried to get stuff done, and I don't know how to do it. And then someone shows up and says, oh, you know so-and-so. Let me take care of that for you. I'm like, really? So you know him too? What a blessing. I love that. So, so it's the connections, okay, that get us uh, sometimes some of our biggest dreams and our biggest prayers. It's connections uh, that, that align us to be in the right spots and at the right time 
with God, with family, with, with everything. So as we walk into the new year, here's the important part. We have to evaluate all our connections. It's a new year. It's a new season. It's time to take a good look at everybody you're connected to. Are they good connections? Are they bad connections? Are they connections that you have to, you know, maybe end? Are they connections that you have to strengthen, that you have to pour into, that you have to invest into? You know, connections and relationships tie hand in hand. So, so what are those relationships that are out there that you go, man, that's just not good. And I dealt with it for this long, and it's time to sever that relationship and move on. Okay, and some of them you're going to say, this is really good. In fact, it's getting better, so I'm going to invest in that. I want, I want to put more into that. I want to be able to, um, to reap you know, the benefits of that relationship. And, and this whole series we're in is going to go all over. Like, we're going to cover multiple relationships. It's not really a series. We're just going to talk for a long time. M multiple Sundays, not today. But we're going to put them out there, and we're going to discuss this stuff because it's so important what we're doing. So let's talk about, let's define connection. So connection defined is something that joins or connects two or more things. The act of connecting two or more things or the state of being connected or a situation in which two or more things have the same cause, origin, or goal. That's a connection. Okay, so, so when we look at that, we tie that into relationships, right? So, so it's so important that we're connected to things uh, throughout the world in our lives and the people we work with. But the most important thing to be connected to is with God. How awesome is it that, that people have no clue what I'm talking about? But everything kind of just blends together when we get up here. Worship goes a certain way. God starts speaking a certain way. And, you know, other than the fact that, that it was put out on social media that we're going to enter into a new relationship series, uh, but that's not it. It's, it's really the fact that God started lining things up. You know, I think about this everywhere. When we talk about being connected and um, connection, it's like one of our biggest things in our life right now. Like everywhere we go. You know, it used to be, do you have 3G? No, I don't have 3G. Now I could give you 3G, and you're like, well, that's nothing. I, I, I want 5G. Like, what, if you don't have 5G, everything's bad. If you don't have Wi-Fi, you go into places the first, what's your Wi-Fi password? We did that this morning. What's the Wi-Fi? I need to be connected. I need to be connected to something. Like, I, I just can't get the information on my own. So connection is so important in our lives. But what we forget is that life can take over, and we forget about our connection. See, God wants us to be first connected vertically to him. Everything is vertical. The connection starts there, and then we branch it out to the connecting with other people and other things. Okay, but it always starts, it always starts with him. And here's the thing. If you had the same, could you imagine this? What if you had the same passion for connecting to God as you do as to connecting to the internet? Yeah. Got quiet in here. Everybody's like, ooh. But think about that passion, like everywhere you go. You pick up your phone, everywhere you go. You're looking for Wi-Fi everywhere you go. We're out of service. I can't believe it. We won't even go places if they don't have any service. You know, I lived without internet. We just got internet like six months ago in our house. I lived without internet for, what, eight years prior to that at our house. I didn't understand what I was missing. <laughs> I'm like, woohoo! I love internet. You know, so I understand now how people get. Could you imagine the passion you have for that and the need you have for that? Tie that into Father. What if you walked around all the time going, well, I lost connection with you. Where'd you go? Like, where, where'd you go, Lord? Like, I, I don't hear you anymore. What? Let me go over here. Like, you couldn't even stand in one spot because you're like, oh, I'm not hearing here. Uh, I need to go in the back. I'm going to get a better connection in the back. Let me, let me go over there. Hey, we can't park here. We got to go around the corner because I can't hear them right here. 
I mean, could you, could, could you see walking in that and experiencing that passion all the time just to be connected with him? Oh, man, it's so good. We just need to be, man, so focused on his connection, uh, connecting with him, and, and that leads into this whole relationship series. So we're going to talk about all kinds of relationships, but today you're going to love this. T today we're going to talk about single and dating. So let me do this. Any single people here? Go ahead, raise your hand. Okay, I see single people all over. Single, divorced, whatever. Like, raise your hand up high. Okay, okay, look around. That's what we're working with this morning. <laughs> okay, that doesn't include the online campus. Okay, but here's the thing. So it's obviously for a reason that we're going to talk about this today. It's so important that you understand. And if you go, yeah, but I'm married, I've been through this, ah, no, this is for you too. This is going to give you tons of information. It's going to help you guide your kids, guide your co-workers, talk to people. This has all that stuff built into it. So pay attention, take notes. Um, man, just really listen to what God wants to do. So, so if, you're, if you're single, <laughs> this is really bad, but I really thought I would do this. I've done this before. Um, can I help you out if you're single? Can I give you some pickup lines? I know, I know, I really, all right, here we go. Here's some pickup lines, okay? So, so babe, I got to just say it to you. Guess what? I put the stud in Bible study. Come on, that, that, look, I've been working out. <laughs> babe, is it sin that you stole my heart? Oh, I don't know. Or is it hot in here or is that just the Holy Spirit burning in you? Okay, one more. <laughs> I'm no Joseph, but can you help me interpret these dreams I've been having about you? Come on. <laughs> All right, they might not work for you, but uh, this is why I got married really young. Okay, so try them if you want. I don't know if they'll work. But, but here, it doesn't matter what we're dealing with, what relationships you're dealing with. It's important that we invest in our relationships. You have to invest in it. You have to get plugged in and invest. That's why the XO conference is so important. You, you might hear the same guy speak, and I guarantee you, he might speak on something he might have shared a couple years. I don't know. I don't know what God's going to tell him to speak on, but the point is, is you're investing because you're pouring into that. You're, 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 you're giving into it, and you're receiving from it, so it's going to make you stronger and better because of that. You know, um, Here's what I love. You, if you think about this, if you're single and dating, remember this. You're never going to find the right person until you become the right person. You're never going to find them until you become them. you got to become the person that you're searching for is searching for. It's easy to look around and say, man, I want that right there. Like, like that's awesome. Look at that. They're a worshiper. They're a prayer. They're reading their Bible. And you're like, yes, that's perfect. But you don't do any of those things. So what makes you think that person is going, I want that person that's not reading, that's not worshiping, that's not praying. No, it doesn't work that way, right? So we got to make sure we invest in ourselves. You know, there's so many people <laughs> that come into church. And the, when I talk to them, about, I don't really have to talk about church. It comes out really quick in my conversations when they say, what do you do? Oh. You're going to need to come find out. <laughs> It's always on a Sunday, so I'm pretty sure you're off. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. so what, what I do is I, they're always like, well, hey, are there are a lot of single people in your church. I'm like, yeah, we really have quite a few single people. They're like, oh, that's awesome. Well, maybe I'll come check it out. Uh, 
sure, I mean, we can use it as a dating service, but it's probably not going to work because the people you're looking for, like you, you want a wholesome, wonderful, pray, prayed up, you know, just, just prayer warrior. And I'm like, but that's not you. Like they don't want what you got. So lower your expectations and come into church and meet the Lord, like meet Father, get, get so saturated with his love. So let's focus on you first. So when we talk about, about dating, we talk about singleness, uh, this is what we're going to be talking about. It's, I remember in the military we did this. Um, when I was in the military, we would always do initial training and refresher training. So, so what I would do is I, you know, you'd come in and they, they gave us chem warfare gear and they said, you need to put this stuff on because when we yell gas, 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 if you don't have your uniform on right, it's not going to work and you're going to die. And you're like, okay, kind of important. Put all this stuff on. And then you learn this and then a year later, because you hadn't used it in a year, because there's not a lot of chemical warfare going on in Alabama right now. Right. So so what they say is, hey, we're going to do some refresher training. We're going to just let you look at it again. We want to keep it fresh in your mind. You're going to put it on. We're going to watch this. This is how you might have seen this. You might have heard about relationships. But I'm telling you, if it's not initial training you're getting today, it's refresher training. And it's just as important to go back to the table and go, man, this is good. Man, this is good. I need to know more about this. I'm glad you mentioned that. I need to get back on track. And this is why I use my, my relationship triangle. We built this years ago, and I go to it all the time. This is, this is it. This, this, this here is going to cover everything from dating to mating. All right here in one triangle. This is going to be good, okay? This is going to be good. And uh, we're not going to cover all that today. We're going to talk about it real quick because I think this is important. Um, so if you're single, divorced, and you, and you want to date, you need to get this together. You need to understand this process. This is a super process that you need to know. And this is with any relationship. So when I look at this, I moved it forward so you can see it. The foundation of this triangle says spiritual. Okay, that is the foundation of every relationship. Okay, that's where it starts. It's, it's how do I build the right relationship? Well, it always starts with spiritual. So this is, this, this is, um, this is, hey, let, let, let me show up to church. This is a discipline. This is, let me um, not just show up to church, but, but man, let me pray more. Let me read my Bible more. Let me worship more. Let me do whatever I can do to get closer to God. This is next step discipleship training. It's learning all this stuff. It's investing in who you are and going spiritual first. So, yeah, give your heart to Christ. Get baptized. All those things. These are very important steps. Okay, that's the spiritual foundation. Then once you meet spiritual, then we go social. Social's pretty cool. That's the next step. That's where in a church environment, you start just gathering with people that you like. So you, you gather, you know, maybe you do small groups. So you get in with our family groups and you're hanging out at people's houses. Maybe you're serving in the church. Maybe you're doing amazing things, but you're meeting people, right, that, that, that are speaking life into you. You're meeting people that, that, that are pouring into you, and you don't even know it. Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, man, these are cool people. I like hanging around these people. And the whole time, it's a completely different experience than you ever experienced before because it's done out of the love of God. All right, but, but that's that social area. And this is where if you're struggling with things, you need to fix it. Okay? Don't, don't go into any relationship, right, struggling, thinking that if I get into a relationship, it's going to fix everything. Absolutely wrong. You need to fix all your issues before you get into a relationship. You got to fix them all. Okay, don't depend on somebody else to do that for you. So in other words, when you're in these social groups, it's really cool because you get good advice from people. You got to watch who gives you advice. 
Because a lot of times you'll go to people you know that are friends, right? And you'll say, hey, um, struggling in my marriage. And they're like, well, let me give you some advice. I've only been divorced five times. And you're like, you're probably not the one I want advice from. And, you know, and this is nothing against divorce or any of that stuff. Look, life happens. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about how do we get better from this point on. That, that's so important, that, that how we walk this thing out. Who, it, I don't care about your past. Your, your past is history. Can't do anything to it. All we can do is move forward. So let's get it right moving forward. Okay, so that's the social side. Once you do that, this is really cool because you're going to meet somebody. That's usually how it works. As you get your life right, spiritual, and you go social, I keep hitting this thing. Forgive me. He will. Um, as we do this and we go social, now we get interpersonal. This is kind of where you meet somebody. You start determining that, uh, and this could be outside the church, inside the church. You go, man, this is really cool. I kind of dig you, right? I kind of dig you. This is somebody that you want to attend church with them. You want to introduce them to family and friends, especially your spiritual family. You know, they have a, they have a love for Christ and and, and you're like, man, this is really cool. I want to get to know you better. So you get to know them better. And, and then all of a sudden it gets to this emotional stage. This could be six weeks to 18 months. And you hit this emotional stage. And in that emotional stage, everything starts, starts coming closer. Like this is where the nowadays, I guess, the, the FaceTiming is like nonstop. Like you just can't get off. I don't, I don't know what that's like because when we did this, it was notes and phone calls. Right? There was no social media. There's no internet. So, but but think about this. This is where you can't get off the FaceTime. You can't quit Snapchat. You know, all these things. You're just like, I always got to be around you. I always got to do something with you because, man, I just I'm so tied to you. This is so perfect. You, you start caring about them. You start asking questions about their vision, about their finances, about their goals in life. This is where, in this emotional setting, you get so tied to them. This is also the time when I say you start looking into engagement. So what that means is that now family's involved, so you're, you're doing a lot more stuff with both families, you're, you're trying to do all that, but you also have to start getting premarital counseling. See, this is where everybody messes up, is that you think that you can just go get married without getting any premarital counseling. Okay, that is so important to sit down with people, <laughs> you know, and, and you can go get counseling from a counselor, but if you want spiritual guidance, come to your pastor and say, hey, we're, we plan on getting married, can, can you walk us through what this looks like? And, you know, we're going to spend several weeks talking about stuff that if we didn't bring it up, you ain't talking about it. <laughs> like, you're, you're like, if they ever find out about that. And, and we're like, we throw it on the table and go, let's talk about it. Because if you really love them, you better get it out there now. That's not something you do after you get married. Go, okay, just going to let you know about the 12 kids that I didn't tell you about. <laughs> Woo, glad we got married first because we don't play with marriage that way. Okay, this is not this, this is not what we do. This is a covenant with the Lord, so we got to make sure that we do it right. Okay, so so right there, in between these two, I don't even make a block for it. In between the emotional and my winky emoji is this is marriage. Marriage is a a spot in time. It's just a little thing. It's a wedding ceremony. So that's where the wedding happens. Okay, so so you you'll spend more time planning your wedding than you will actually experiencing your wedding. Okay, and, and that's all I care about that because that's just a wedding. But after the wedding, after that, now all of a sudden we get to the really good stuff, which is the winky emoji. This is the physical side, the winky emoji. This is where everything can go physical in your relationship. Okay, that's really good. But, but here's the thing. So, so you go from, and why is that there? Because you go from emotional, you get married, and now you have to multiply. That's what God says, multiply. Okay, and, and that's fun. 
<laughs> That's fun. That could be really fun. But here's the problem with this. If you, it, sex will make you stupid. <laughs> and if you're young, this is really good for your teenagers. They need to know this. That is so true. It will make you stupid. It's bad unless you're in a marriage covenant. It, it, it fogs your mind. It, it, if that's what you're chasing and you're not married, you're doing it outside of what God wants you to do. So now you're not even connecting with God. Now you're not talking with him. Now you can't hear him anymore. And he's just trying to guide you out of stuff. And he says, he says, come on, just, you know, get married. <laughs> like, that's the covenant. Let's do this thing the right way. Because once you're married, you don't get divorced. So, <laughs> so he's like, once you're married, you can do whatever you want. And that's not going to affect anything. Okay, it's so important that you do that. But here, here's the thing. You're, it, like I said, it makes you stupid. I always think about this because this morning when I woke up and I saw the snow, yeah, I'm originally from the north, so uh, and I'm a hunter. <laughs> so I saw the snow, and I was like, I should be in the woods today. I was like, thank you, Lord, for making church on Sunday. <laughs> the same day you're going to make it snow. I was like, what a great day to go hunting. And I'm like, I should be out in the woods. So, But I think about this. Why? Because this time of season, usually hunting deer is horrible because they're smart. The bigger deer are smart. They've been around for a really long time. They, they know where you're at. I believe they can see orange. Everybody says they can't, but I'm like, yeah, they're over there. <laughs> Don't go that way. But see, once the rut kicks off, <laughs> the rut is where this starts happening with them all the time. They're so stupid, they don't care. Like, they'll run into cars. That's why you see at this time of the year all the deer on the side of the road. Because they're like, we don't even care anymore, man. Like, shoot me. I, I'm just chasing the doe. I'm just chasing the doe. That's it. That's how stupid it makes you, though. And the same thing happens in humans. This will make you do things that you're not supposed to do. This will make you regret things you don't want to regret. This will take things to a whole other level that you're not ready for. Because you're not ready for the hurt. Mm. Here's the thing with this. This is so bad that, that when you're dating and when you're not married and you're doing this, they will do whatever they have to do to get this, whoever it is, what other side. They don't even have to like you. They don't. They're going to use you for whatever they want to get out of it. But a lot of times we think that that means that, hey, well, if I put this first, they're going to love me. Nope. Because guess what? If they can get you, right? If they can get this without marrying you, why would they marry you? Why? If they can get everything they want. So it's so important that, that even as, as young adults and teens, we understand that that is so not the way God wants it. So, right, and he's, I'm telling you, this is, this is how this works. So, um, so what is dating? Let's get back into dating because I can talk about my triangle forever. Because we really do this backwards, and I don't have time for it today. I'll show you that another week. I'm really trying to stay on time because I know we all have somewhere to go. So what is dating? Uh, dating is a relationship between two people. Here's what I think. It's two paths uh, going in the same direction, but they're different paths, and at some point they intersect. At that intersection point, okay, the two make a connection, and that connection is for one reason, and that's marriage. One reason, that's marriage. Okay, so, so you got to understand that that collision will change your life forever if you're willing to do it right. And if you do it wrong, it'll change your life forever. So we have to be very cautious about this. You can't even start the dating process. You shouldn't even start the dating process until you're in a full relationship with the Lord. So you want to help that with your kids and your teenagers? 
We used to put a timeline on it. We're like, you can't date till you're 16. No, you can't date until you have an absolutely amazing relationship with the Lord. That's, there you go. Absolutely amazing, which means you're worshiping him, you're praying, you're reading your Bible, you're doing everything. And, and why? Because he teaches us how to love. He teaches you love. How can he teach you love if you don't spend time with him? So that's why this year we talked about love quite a bit because that's our culture of destiny is love. We need to experience God's love. We need to be saturated with it. And we talk about it because it's so important to our relationships. It's so important that God defined it in the Bible. So, yes, I have a lot of scripture today. It just took me a while to get there. So if your Bibles, you can go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. I'm going to read out of the Passion. You might not have ever read this one out of the Passion, but it's really good. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and in disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. So there you go. When can you start dating? When you understand love. And when love is starting to be defined and, and illustrated in your life. That's when you're ready to date. When you get all that down. That's when we're ready for it. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, There's some of the, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, it, it, it's not easy. But this is the stuff you're going to deal with in everything you do. So when you're struggling with some of these things, and then you bring somebody else in the picture that's struggling with these things, it's like a time bomb especially if you're struggling with the same thing. So that's what love is. It should always be, you know, loving in a loving relationship. We should seek Father, let him guide us through that. First, and not first John. See, uh, God will tell us, and he tells us in John 15, you know, all about love. Let's go to John 15, 9 through 12. This will be out of the NIV. It says, as Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I've kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So we've shared this many times in our church, but apply this to relationships. This is so important. He's saying that as you're connected to him, you're going to know what joy is. You're going to know what the fruit of the Spirit is. You're going to experience it in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All those things come out of his love. All those things are things you have to take into a relationship. It starts with a relationship with him, and then you can take it with relationships with other people. And that's important because in your life, man, you, Jesus says if you keep his commands, that's when you get the joy. So, so when you keep his commands and remain in his love, when are you in his love? So, so, so when, you, when you seek his face, when you do that, you'll be in his love and his presence. And as you remain in his love, right, then you will receive what? Joy. So when you're in his love, not the love of your girlfriend, your boyfriend, that's not who's going to bring you joy. The joy comes from him. Be in a relationship with him, his love. Then he's going to complete you. He'll complete you, not Jerry Maguire. 
for all those that watch Jerry Maguire. No one else is going to complete you but him. So to take a look at what single is, single in dating, this is what I want to do. We're going to go back into the Bible. So we're going to go all the way back to the beginning because back when Adam was single, this is so important. Um, let's go back to the single guy. <laughs> the, the single guy. <laughs> there was nobody else. So this is kind of easy to be single back then. So God created us in his image and likeness. So in Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it says, Then God said, let, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So he created us to be in fellowship. That's the cool part. It was like, okay, I need someone like me <laughs> that I can hang around with. You weren't created to be alone. You were created to be in fellowship, okay, with him. He was pretty selfish. <laughs> He's, I'm going to make you, and then we're going to hang out every day together. He made you in his image. That's how much he loved himself. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make you look just like me. And then it's going to be perfect. You're going to be in my image, and we're going to hang out all the time. So when you fellowship with him first, this is what's so important. So you're single. When you're single, all you're doing is fellowshipping with him. Right? That, that's so important. So you're fellowshipping with him. And then what you do is now you want to meet somebody, and you want to bring somebody in the picture. You can't subtract. You see, this is, you're not, you don't take away from him to bring somebody in. That happens a lot. A lot of times you're, you're, you're in church, you're doing great things, you've got disciplines, and then you meet somebody, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to make it to prayer tonight. Yeah, uh, not making it to Tuesday at the table. Mm, I'll see you Sunday. Oh, man, they wanted to go somewhere and do something, so we went there instead. You know, so what you do is you go, I'm going to get time out of a relationship. So I'm full, I was full with the Lord, but now I have to take away from that to make room for somebody else. And he said, no, it's only addition. He says, you're going to add somebody to your life. So in other words, you're going to bring them along and you're going to be doing it together. See, that's the cool part. So, so when you're single, you're seeking him first. And when you're dating, you're not giving him up. You're simply bringing somebody alongside. Okay, and why? Because God loves fellowship. Okay, God loves love. <laughs> that's what I love about God. He loves love. But you have to know love before you can give love. So important. So that's why it's so important that we focus on him. So when can you date? So uh, you can't date until you you are completely saturated with the love of the Father, and you know that, and you're willing to not sacrifice that for somebody else. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> Especially if you're a teenager right now. You're like, eh. but, but saturate with him. So here's the thing why, because God created single before he created marriage. It all started with singleness. And when I say single, it means not, it just means a single focus. He says, I created you to worship me, spend time with me, period. It's being single. Okay, so singleness actually comes with benefits. There's no distractions, there's nothing else. You can spend all the time you want seeking the Father. Because right? when you cloud it with everything else and activities and all kinds of stuff, all of a sudden you're like, hey, that single stuff was really good. I could do whatever I wanted to do and spend as much time as I wanted in the word and no one ever complained and it was so good. Okay, so, so here's the thing. He created single before anything else. 
And think about this. So, so man had a solid foundation before women came along. So, so he was in a covenant relationship with God. So just keep that in mind of what we're supposed to be. But he was in the garden with God. So he spent all the time with him. That's what they did. So if you think about Adam back in the day, that's what he did. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Hey, God. <laughs> hey, Father. How you doing? Good to see you. Let's work the field together. Spend time together. Everything. That's what his life was like. Okay. And, and there was nothing else. So let's go to Genesis 2.18. It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. So then... After you spend all that time with him and you know him intimately and he knows you and you're doing all that stuff together, he says, now you can't do life alone, right? Can't do life alone. I need you to, to I'm going to bring somebody, uh, a helper for you. So what's alone? It says alone. Let's define alone without anybody or anything else, not involving or including anyone or anything else, separate from other people or things, without people that you know or that usually are with you or even feeling unhappy because of being separated from other people. So alone is completely different than single. See, a lot of people use that scripture verse and they go back and say, yeah, but God made somebody so I wouldn't be single. No, God made somebody so you wouldn't be alone. Not single. God wants you single. He wants your focus to be all on him, period. So, so he, says, he says, I need your single focus, but I didn't want you to be alone. I didn't want you to be alone. So alone and single are not the same thing. So single means separate, apart, put aside, detached, where alone just means you don't have anybody. You're by yourself. You don't even have the Lord. You're just alone. You're not doing life with anybody. You're not doing life in the church. You're not doing life at work. You're literally just a zombie in and out doing what you can do. Okay, so you shouldn't do life alone. So here we're going to talk about the order of relationships so that you can see how this played out and what God wants you to do. So when you're dating, you know that it's time. Okay, so you know when it's time to search for a husband or a wife. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about. So let's go to Genesis 2. We're going to stay in Genesis. I think this is good. I'm going to read through all this. I'll skip a couple verses here and there just to, to get through it. But Genesis 2, 7 through 9. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We'll jump down to verse 15. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit, of every tree in the garden, except for the tree of the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Okay, so he gives all this stipulation. And when you break this down, you need to understand several things happen before God gives Adam another person. Several things happen. I'm going to give you them all so you can understand. This is what you're looking for in your life. So if you find you, before you find a person, these are the things that should be showing up. And if you don't search these first, then guess what? You're going to try to find people that make this come true in your life. And you're not supposed to seek people. You're supposed to seek him. Okay? So, so here it is. So, so being single means God first gives you an identity. And, man, we talked about identity. We did like a 16-week 
message on identity. So God gives you an identity. Genesis 1, 27 says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. I already told you about this. He created us to be like him. He gave us an identity. Okay, so if your identity, your character, your integrity doesn't look like that of what God is, then you're probably not ready to date. And it's probably, there's probably a misconception about uh, what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. So you're confused, which is why you shouldn't do that. So God gives you an identity. You know, why? Because the enemy's number one trick is to steal your identity. If the enemy can take your identity, he can get you off track from your purpose. See, God creates us all with a plan and a purpose, but you got to know your identity to understand all that stuff. So the enemy's like, if I can just steal your identity, that's the first thing. Then you can never progress along in this relationship thing. So he wants to steal it. So what's your identity? You're a king's kid, <laughs> right? You're a prince. You're a princess. You're the head, not the tail. You know, you're a world priesthood. And you come with authority, man. We have the capability of walking in power and authority on this earth. That's the identity given to you by him when you accept him in your heart. So it starts with that identity. You got to have that first. You need to understand that first. And next, God desires to give you a place. He's going to place you. He's going to put you in a place. Verse 8 of Genesis 2 says, Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. He placed him there. He put him there. He's got a place for you. He wants to place you in a place where you'll find your purpose. Think about that. We're all, we all get so caught up. You, you, you want to you put yourself in an own place, and you want to say, well, this is where I think I am, and you're going to search other people to, to, to confirm that and say, do you think I'm supposed to be? Yeah, okay, good. So we, we try to put ourselves in place of what God wants to do. Word says God will put you somewhere. He's going to put you in a place. Okay, he's going to plant you there. See, God gave Adam a place, and he put him there. So God puts you in places you need to grow. God put Adam in the garden. Things grow in the garden. You might not like where God puts you. And you might go, oh, why am I at this job? And he goes, because you need to grow. But I put you there. So quit complaining about it. Quit complaining about the people you're working with. I put you there. I placed you there. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Okay, so God will give you a place. So stop fighting the church that God placed you in. You go, man, God put me in this church, but man, they're weird. <laughs> it's okay, because here's, here's the cool part. If you feel uncomfortable, then you're growing. If you feel uncomfortable, you're like, this is a stretch. Yeah, well, guess how you grow muscles, James? You stretch them. All right, so how do you grow spiritually? You stretch it. It might not look like the normal thing. And you're like, but why, Lord, did you tell me to go to this church this Sunday? Because I was going to tell you I need to stretch. <laughs> and it's going to be uncomfortable. And you're going to go, oh, this wasn't what I was expecting. But God said, I put you in a place. God will put you here. Even if it's just for today to hear this word, God knew it was going to happen and he put you here. Okay, so you need to receive everything he's trying to give you in the place that he put you. Because he wants you to know your purpose. So, so Adam worked in purpose before he ever got a person. So he was doing something purposely. He was tending the garden. So, so he was working in where God put him in a place before he ever got a person. So then God gave provision. After that, God gives provision. The Lord God 
made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God takes care of us where he calls us. God will take care of you where he puts you. If he puts you there, he'll take care of you. God funds his ideas. Okay, well, we'll come at him with prayers and prayers and prayers. Seek out with all of your heart. And, and if you pray, then he'll give it to you. If it's God's plan, he'll fund it. Okay, if you're, if you're walking in something that you thought was a great idea, but it's not working, was it God's plan? I'll, I'll put it simple. If you walk up out of a church because it's uncomfortable and you go to another church and you're there and you're like, ah, this is so hard. I'm not even engaged. I don't. If it's hard <laughs> like that, it's probably not from him. Okay, he'll provide for anything that, that's his plan. He'll make sure it flows easy. The connections will be easy. The, you know, you'll walk in and you'll go, I'm home. That's how it works. That, that's God's plan. He's going to provide for his plan. He's going to fund his ideas. And provision grows in your purpose. All this before a person. So, so God gave him identity. God gave him a place. God gave him purpose. And then God provided for him. Before he gave him a person. <laughs> so are you skipping that somewhere? Because the next thing God's going to give you is parameters. God's going to give you boundaries. God's going to give you rules. Okay? It says in verse 16, But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat this fruit, you're sure to die. So God gave him boundaries. Why? To protect him. God loves you and he wants to protect you not hurt you, not steal all the joy. You know, he doesn't want you to live in the world anyway, <laughs> okay? It, it's just bad living. But, but God's going to protect you. He gives you certain things to protect you. So, so he gave boundaries to Adam. You know, think about this. You don't let your kids run around without rules and boundaries and guidelines. I remember living overseas for eight years. We came back to the States. We lived in South Carolina outside of Charleston, and we lived in a nice neighborhood with a golf course and, you know, water access and a nice house. And we wouldn't even let our kids out front. Like, this is the place where people are walking their dogs, hey, good morning. You're like, get back, kids. Because overseas, we felt safe. You didn't have all, you didn't see all the child trafficking and all this stuff. And you come back to the States, it's scary, y'all. We were scared. We're like, kids, stay in the backyard. They're like, can we go? Nope. <laughs> we're like, you're not allowed. To, and if we go somewhere, you're on a leash. <laughs> like, no one's going to take you, right? But it's it. So, so we want to protect, right? We want to protect. We want to put up boundaries for our kids. God's doing the same thing. He said, I'm going to give you boundaries to follow. And those boundaries, you know, you need, to, you need to understand. They're just rules to protect you, not hurt you. And here's what you do. You need to have a standard for a relationship. So, so as God starts working in you and give you these boundaries, before you get into a relationship, you have to have a standard established. You have to have boundaries established. That's why he's teaching you this. Because if you don't have a, a, a standard established, when you get into the relationship you're in, it defines the standard that you have now. But if you go into it, before you even meet somebody, you go, okay, this is what my relationship's going to be like. Uh, we're not going to do this, this, and this until we're married. It's not going to exceed this or this. And you walk in that. That's the standard. If you don't do that, the first thing you do, whatever that is, that's now the standard, and that's okay. You understand? Okay, so we got to have established standards when we go into a relationship. You need to have boundaries. 
And after all that, after you have boundaries and, and standards and all those things, identity and purpose and um, provision and all that, then God gives you a person. Talk about some discipline. Verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. That happens after all that stuff. That's why it's so important. It's so important you look for those things. It's so important that you walk this out the right way. Okay? So being single is right. As long as it starts with a relationship with the Father. Right? That's the singleness. And then, and then it can move to a helper that he makes just for you. Okay? That, that's the relationship guidance. Okay? But some of you, I'm glad we talked about regret a couple weeks ago. Because some of you go, yeah, but oh, you, you, you're worried about the missed connections. You're like, but I was in a good relationship and I did something wrong or they did something wrong or we got disconnected. <laughs> we lost signal. And then you spend all this time worried about the connection, the missed connection. You know what? Some missed connections are purposed from God. He goes, you didn't need that. That's not for you. That had nothing to do with my purpose and plan in your life other than to teach you and to guide you. Okay, so don't get caught up in the missed connections. You know, it's just like flying on an airplane. You can get so hung up over missing your flight, which is a connection, that, that, that you go, oh, now what am I going to do? And as you're sitting in the airport, you miss the fact that there's somebody sitting right next to you that needs love, that needs to hear the word, that needs to know they have purpose in their life. But you're so frustrated because you missed the connection, you don't even talk to them. Don't get caught up in those missed connections in your life. Because some missed connections are good. See, dating is, is a transportation to a destination, right, of marriage. Transportation to a destination of marriage. That's why you date. So you don't, you don't date just to date. You understand? So that's good for the teenagers. You just don't date to date because I can. You date trying to get married. So your job is to find that person. And when it's not that person, you end it. As soon as you realize it's not that person, don't date them anymore just to date them. Because if you just date them, it leads to all kinds of temptation. Because you're just dating them. It don't mean anything. You're not going to be with them forever. Then why are you wasting your time? And guys, why are you wasting your money paying for their meals and <laughs> taking them to movies and stuff? Like, end that thing. Save your money. It's not the one. Okay? If you know it's not the one, then don't just hang around. See, dating is like being on a bus. You're, you're trying to get to a destination, and sometimes getting there, you have to change buses. But when you get on the other bus, if it's going in the other direction, if you don't get off, you're going the wrong way. So when you realize that the bus that you're, you're dating, <laughs> right, is going in the wrong direction, don't stay on the bus. Get off at the next stop and say, i got to go back the other way. We have a tendency to ride that stuff out because I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be single. No. Being single is good. It puts that focus on the Lord. We got to watch our own expectations because we'll put expectations on things that completely are way away from what God designed. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let we'll let our expectations actually, when they don't match God's um, God's preparation, see that will happen. So if we get into this, if our expectations don't match His preparation, 
because he prepares for us. God's planned something for us. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying there's one person for you, but what I'm saying is that God put people in play. He put the world in play. He's got people that he needs you to meet so you can do things even if you're different. But guess what? If you put up expectations and say, I'm not even going to talk to them, I'm not even going to see them, then what you're doing is you're taking God out of it. I mean, I think about my wife and I. We are from completely different sides of the world. Not really. We, we lived in America, but, but different sides of the track. She grew up decently. I didn't. <laughs> okay? So we knew this because as we started dating, her dad would always tell her, hey, you know, you can fall in love with a rich man just as much as a poor man. <laughs> he didn't like me. I was the poor man. Like, just how it was. We didn't have much. We were young and dumb. Okay? I met her when I was 18. Right? Got married when I just turned 19. We've been married 29 years. But we've been through a lot of, like, just bad spots in the road. But we made it. That's not the normal story. Because we didn't have God in our life. We didn't include God in our life. But God still had a plan because God said, I'm going to connect you with somebody that you might not know it right now, but it's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what I need it to be because I'm going to use you in a mighty way that's going to change hearts, it's going to change minds, it's going to change marriages. He said, I can use you that way. He knew that a long time ago. I didn't. Okay, I didn't, but he did. And he said, I'm going to keep you together. I'm going to mold you together. And you're going to, man, you're going to hit all these bumps in the road. And you're going to just put it all back together and find a good mechanic. <laughs> you know, and he says, and we're going to make this thing work. And that's how he'll do it with you if you'll let him. You know, and you just got to be thankful for that. You do. You have to be thankful that he, he's going to, you know, just because it doesn't look like what you think it is, doesn't mean it's not God. You just got to trust him. When you know him, he'll speak to you. He'll, he'll give you that. That's why you put him first. Your identity, putting him first, he'll make that just light up in your life. Okay, so, so I'm going to answer a couple quick questions that are common questions and we're out of here. So when should we date? That's always been the big question. I've already answered it a million times. When you're whole Right? When you're whole and one with the Lord, and when you want to find a spouse, we don't date just to date. So you got to say, is there a certain age? No, there isn't. It's not an age, it's a season. You got to think of it that way. Look at Mary. Mary was in her early teens when she was engaged. But then look at Isaac. Isaac was in his 40s. They both worked out pretty good, okay? Don't, don't take your age as some stamp or some mark of your worthiness. It has nothing to do with it. It's all about a season of God. God's got a plan. And when you say yes to him, when you walk in the plan that he has for you, he will open those doors. He'll correct anything that went wrong. He'll pick you up when you're down. And he said, if you'll just keep walking with me, I will show you the right person. And when I connect you and then you're both walking in the same thing, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm going to use you to change the world. That's how that works, okay? Because God's timing is perfect. Because here's the thing. I know people in this church that got married when they were in their early, you know, or mid-teens, and they're still married, and it's been years and years, and they do wonderful things. So it's not an age thing. And I know people that have been, didn't get married till they're 40, 50, and it's perfect, and it's amazing. And it works the other way. I also know people that got married young and didn't work. 
Well, it didn't work. But now you're moving on. And now God says, trust me now, let's start over, go back to the spiritual foundation that we're still in the spiritual foundation. Go back to the spiritual foundation, seek me with all of your heart, and I will still open doors. And I'll connect you with somebody because I've got somebody else that's doing the same thing. And you're going to be a perfect pair and it's going to work. You got to understand this marriage is the second most important relationship you're ever going to have. So we don't want to mess it up. And if you did mess one up, that's fine. If you messed two, I don't care how many you messed up. God says, don't mess it up again. <laughs> so that's why we're going to take what I'm giving you and you're going to apply it in your life and it's going to be perfect. Okay? It might not feel perfect at the time, but it will be. So you're not just going to be dating. You're going to be dating with intentionality. You're going to be dating going, are you a spouse? <laughs> and if you're not, bye. I mean, that's pretty quick. You can figure that one out pretty quick. All right? All right, so here it is. The next question, is it okay to date an unbeliever? No, it's not. There you go. Don't date an unbeliever. I can probably move on. No, but here's the thing. Look, it's a great thought that you think that as a believer that you can grab somebody that that doesn't believe in Christ and you can bring them along and you can lead them to Christ and it's going to be absolutely amazing. No, it's not. You can't change anybody. Only the Holy Spirit can. So don't put that pressure on yourself because guess what happens when it doesn't work? You blame yourself. Don't even try it. Stick to be friends. Inspire them to go to church. Come to church with them. Don't date them. <laughs> All right? Don't, don't enter into that relationship with them. Okay, so how... Here we go. This is always a good one. So how far can we go physically while dating? We've already talked about winky emoji. How far can we go physically? Well, there's two big relationships talked in the Bible. One's a husband and a wife, and we're talking about dating so you're not married. The other one is a brother and sister. So how far, how far would you go with your brother or sister? There you go. That's how far you can go when you're dating. Just about as far as you would go with your brother or sister. That should make it really easy. I'm trying to put it in perspective for you. That's where you go. 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says, You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. See, there's a lot of things in a relationship that you go, that doesn't bother me. Kissing won't, won't affect me. Holding hands won't affect, it, affect me. Hugging won't affect me. But maybe it's going to affect them. That's what that verse means. It says it might be good for you, but it might not be good for them. And if it leads to temptation, then it leads right down to the winky emoji that you don't want to do. Why? Because if this is how you start and then you go, oh, wow, <laughs> we just crossed the line. But you know what? We can fix this. Um, let's see. Now, now I've got to deal with a bunch of emotions. Um, yep. I still don't know you, so I hope your family likes me. That might work. And then you're like, but I really hate your friends. And then we're going to try to put God on top of all the mess and say, can we do this? You can't. Okay. That's why you got to start with a solid foundation first and go spiritual. Follow this because it becomes a pain when you're trying to work it backwards. Okay. It's dangerous. Okay. That, that's just not good. You know, Song of Solomon warns us, it says not to awaken love before it's time wise 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 words okay sex before marriage is not biblical 
But even kissing for some people will open a door to temptation that will take you down that road. That's why you just try to stay away from all. But here's the thing. You know what you do? You submit it all to God. You talk about it. You submit it to God. And if God says, I think it's going to be okay if you hold hands, then that's good. Why? Because you got God in the middle of it. He's never going to say, I think it's good for a winky emoji. <laughs> so if that's what he's saying, that's not God. Run, leave, walk away. Okay. Unless you're married. <laughs> Unless you're married. Okay. So let's recap so we can wrap it up. So there's a process laid out by God, and we should follow it. It starts with identity. It starts with place, purpose, provision, and a person. Okay, Make sure you have all those before you start dating. Understand that before you walk into a relationship. Single and alone are two different things. Okay, It's okay to be single because your time can be for God. It can be a single relationship with him. Alone's not good. You're not supposed to do life alone. So if you're living alone, you need to get plugged in somewhere. You need to find people uh, that you can hang around with. You don't need to date them. You just need to be around people, good, godly people. Okay? Starts with a relationship with him. And when we trust him with everything, it'll be right. There'll be some misconnections. We're on purpose, so don't sit and regret going, man, I can't believe I messed that up. Sometimes God has a plan for that. <laughs> he always has a plan for that. Okay, we just learn from them. And never forget this. The most important thing. Zach's going to make you stupid. <laughs> Unless you're married. <laughs> okay, it will make you stupid. Amen? You guys get something out of this today? All right. So what's this mean for you today as we walk this thing out? What's it mean for you? I mean, I, I, there could be people here where you're like, Oh, man, I'm way past that. Like, we've been in that relationship. We're not married. I'm doing all these things. It's okay. It's never too late to stop. That's why I'm saying you got to reevaluate the relationships you're in. What are you really looking for? And if you're in a relationship where all that stuff's taking place and you love each other, then get married. Let God bless it. That's what marriage does. It's a covenant between you, your spouse, and God. Okay, it, it brings you all together under him. Then he can bless it. Okay, that's why I'm just, I'm going to get out of rant. <laughs> in Alabama, they took away the fact that, that you have to be an ordained pastor to marry somebody. You can go down and get married by the, the, the next person with a notary. You can go to FedEx, they'll marry you. But what you do is you take God out of it. That's what you did. You said, ah, oh, we'll be married. You want God to be part of this. You want God to be part of what you're doing because you want God to bless it. Okay, so if you're in love and you're doing these things and you're dating, get married. Get on our calendar, counseling first because, you know, we want to throw stuff on the table and shovels, not in a dump truck. Okay, let's put them out there so we can discuss them. You know, no surprises. We don't like surprises. Okay, uh, so maybe that's you. Maybe you're there. Maybe you just need to take a step back. Maybe you need to change buses because <laughs> it's going in the wrong direction. So if you're here with somebody you're dating, and this, I'm so sorry. I'm not here to bust up your relationship. What I'm here to do is have you get serious about your relationship. And it starts with him. So it's okay to set a standard. Don't let the standard that you walked into define your relationship. Let a relationship with him define and give you standards for your relationship and then walk it out. 
And here's the thing. If you're already married, don't change buses. <laughs> we turn it together. <laughs> you know, we turn it together. You know, and, and, and like I said, this is nothing against divorce. So if you've been divorced, it's okay. Like, like God forgives you. Ask him to forgive you. He forgives you. He'll line you up with somebody, and it's going to be perfect. But, but if you're still married, don't quit. All you got to do is take him and put him right in the middle of it. That's all you got to do. And if you do that, he'll fix it. If you do that, he'll move it into the, into the right direction. If he'll do that, he'll turn the bus. And I'll say, there you go. That's all you had to do in the first place was put me right in the middle of it. But we've lived that. I've watched that from, from the other side. We've tried to do life without God. And it was rough. But then we did life with God. It changed everything. Okay, trust him. Trust him with that. So I just want to pray with you this morning. I don't know who that's for. I don't know if maybe you're a teenager and you've been, you know, talking with people about this, dealing with this stuff. Maybe you're talking to the wrong people. You need to talk to the right people. You need to hear this stuff. Okay, there's, you know, a lot of people say, I can't believe you talked about sex in church. Yeah, that's where it needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about at home. It needs to be talked about at church. If you don't talk about it, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get it from Netflix. They're going to get it from the computer. They're going to get it from their friends at school. And whatever they think is good, they're just going to say, well, that's how it's supposed to be. And it's wrong. So that's why I brought it up in here and didn't give you any warning. So here's the thing. Um, I just want to pray with you. So I don't, I don't know where you are in relationship, um, even with him or with other people. I don't know where your relationship is in your marriage. But here's the thing. Don't give up on your marriage. It's going to get better. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into marriage. We're going to get into family. We're going to get into church. We're going to get into all these other relationships that happen and when we take God and we put him first and we start with that upward direction, that one connection, okay, it's going to make that, that, that outward connection so much better and so much easier. So we're, I'm just going to pray right now. So every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, and you're like, you know what? Thank you. I needed to hear this this morning. Um, I need to work on this. Um, could you just raise your hand? Is this for anybody in the room? Because really, I see him. I see him. I see him. Good, 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 good. I see him all over. That's so awesome. So, Father, you see the hands, you see the hearts in this room. God, I ask you right now to strengthen them. Father God, touch them, Jesus. Heal broken hearts. Reassure them that you have a plan and a purpose for them, Father God. Guide them. Love on them, Father God. Saturate them with your love. And show them, Father God, show them the right relationship. Teach them the right relationship, Lord. So, Father, I ask you to just heal them in anything that they need right now. Father, we just thank you. We call on your name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to invite our prayer team to come forward. If you're a prayer partner, I mean prayer partners, let's have the prayer partners come up. I think this is so important that before you leave, you get prayer. So if you're struggling with anything like that, maybe it's in even a relationship in your family, you want prayer in your marriage, get prayer. Um, if it's in a relationship, get prayer. If you're like, oh man, I've just been dealing with temptation. I've been dealing with others. Come get prayer. You got to trust your family. This is family, y'all. We just won't pray with you because there's power in prayer. Okay, we're going to surrender it all to God and let him do what only he can do. Okay, and maybe for you, you're like, yeah, but I need to take that first step in the spiritual side. I need to trust him. I need to trust the Lord more. It's kind of important. That's like the first step. So if you're confused about that, if you if you don't know, if you, if you just said, you know what, it's time for me to change. It's time for me to take a step in that direction. Look, there's nothing I can pray over you that's going to allow you to accept him in, in your heart.
Bible says you got to work out your own salvation. Okay? But you can accept him, and we can pray over you to give you strength, but you've got to make a decision in your life to follow him. Okay, the Bible even says in Romans 10, 9, 10, that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is, an, it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. Okay, you can be saved. You, I, I've heard people that, that, that have said this prayer, and the biggest thing isn't saying a prayer. The biggest thing is accepting them in your heart. It's trusting them with everything in your life. That's what changes you. You can say the prayer over and over again. You're not saved, and you're going to get a rude awakening because the price of sin is death. And Jesus paid the ultimate price for those that believe in him and trust him with their life. And if not, then you have to pay the price for your own sin. That's how that works. So you want to be sure this morning. You want to walk out of here sure this morning. You want to walk out of here prepared to, to let God use you in relationships, for God to mend things. It all starts spiritually, so you can't go spiritually unless you have a relationship with him. So if that's you this morning, as, as we close out in prayer, I have prayer partners up here. Come, please talk to us. If you're accepting him into your heart, like you might be right there right now or right watching online saying, you know what, I'm doing it right now. I love you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Whatever you, however you want to pray that to believe that he is doing amazing things and you're going to surrender your heart to him, however you're saying that, man, if, that's, if you're in this room, come up here and let us pray for you so we can tell you about the next steps and help walk you through the next steps and talk to you about baptism and all kinds of great stuff. that's where we're going to leave it let's just bow our heads and let's pray together so there you go if that's you i'm asking you to come forward i'm asking you to come forward if you need prayer this morning or if you want to accept jesus as your lord and savior then then today's the day don't wait anymore so father oh we love you lord we thank you father you just see the hearts in this room so lord we surrender it to you we ask you to have your way father god and this upcoming week lord we we ask you to to, to open doors for us, Father. Father, we ask for divine appointments this week to, to speak to people, to minister to people. Father, we pray for our, our personal ministries, our families, Lord. So we ask that you lift up the families, you lift up the, the relationships, the marriages in the room, Father God. For those that are, that are seeking a relationship, that want to date, Lord, I ask that you strengthen them and guide them and lead them. Father, show them their purpose and, and, and provide for them, Lord, to make it right. So, Father, we surrender it all to you. We ask you to have your way in our lives and our families. Father, in our city, our state, our nation. Father, in this world, have your way. We just love you, Lord. And we surrender to you in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, guys, let's put our hands together. I love you all. We look forward to seeing you all next week. Please come back as we continue to talk about relationships. And I don't know what part I'm going into next week because if I told you ahead of time, you wouldn't come. Love you guys. We'll see you.